with insights and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world. Welcome to the Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross, featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. And now, your Jewish Patriot, Cindy Gross. Welcome to this episode of the Jewess Patriot with your host, Cindy Gross, today's premier Jewish women activist. And I am very excited that this is the last show before elections 2022. We've been working on so many uh, issues and spoke with so many candidates from all over the country on local, state, and national levels that now is the time that we're going to see where our fruits have grown and if conservative and Republicans and common sense voters are going to win on November 8th. So join me in my opening pearls of wisdom because I am Zisel Peril, sweet pearl in Yiddish. And my statement is involving you. Because you are all asking me a question. Are Republicans going to win? Are conservatives going to win? What is going on in this country? And my answer to you is, if I only had a crystal ball, my gut feeling is telling me that the last couple of weeks, this country has woken up. Women have woken up. They are more concerned about getting raped, murdered, and killed rather than thinking about a future baby being murdered or killed, they're becoming selfish, rightfully so, because what's happening now in streets, in driveways, in the suburbs, in the cities, all over the country is quite scary, and that's safety and crime. And if it's not a knife, if it's not a gun, it could be anything. And it's happening all over because when you're attacked, they don't care about your party affiliation. They're not saying, I'm going to rape you if you're a Democrat or Republican. They're just going to do it. And they know they can get away with it. But they're getting away with it from mostly Democrats and mostly progressives elected in office. But if you see a rhino who's been working with Democrats that has not helped your safety, then vote them out. Because Republicans aren't perfect. We're far from it. But we are the better option of the two, and that's what people are seeing. I'm going to think about my crystal ball again and forecast something else. I'm going to forecast that we are going to see wins in areas that we never thought possible three months ago. It's amazing since I work on so many political campaigns, just how many people are paying attention to races that three months ago, we couldn't even get a phone call to these people, donors, voters, volunteers, people from their own party. There was no chance. There were deals made in meetings, closed doors among county leaders and committeemen. Because, you know, there are always those few names that are the key names that a party wants to focus on for wins. 
And I have to give credit to Laura Ingram. She actually pointed this out. I've been pointing it out. And now people are waking up. Winds come on local, state, and national levels. They come in party affiliations at this time of our history. Until we fix a system where bipartisanship works, we have to stand strong. How can you vote for a Republican governor and a Democratic assembly person? How can you vote for a Democratic senator when you are voting for a Republican for president? It just doesn't add up. We also need to talk about checks and balances. There's going to be a lot of checks and balances after the wins. Because if November comes and Republicans sweep as the way they are predicting now all over the country, Republicans made a lot of promises they're going to have to keep in a fairly short time. And 2023 is local elections. And right after November 8th, the 2024 presidential campaign is in full swing. So here is my tip for my crystal ball that I can guarantee is a truth. If Republicans who win don't fulfill promises made, then they're going to be voted out very quickly. And that's my opening. And tell me what you think. We have a huge show tonight. We have a Trump-endorsed congressional seat in North Carolina who's working close with Ted Budd. They're both expected to win. We are welcoming back Sandy Smith. We are going to be seeing the new faces of the Republican Party on a state level with two assembly leaders. And we're going to have closing thoughts about elections 2022, what's going on now with early voting, integrity voting, and making sure you get the vote out. So sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy the show. Had enough yet? Do facts no longer matter? Are lies to be encouraged instead of punished? This is not our inheritance. If truth no longer matters, we will not remain free for long. This is our generation's challenge, to defend our founders' hope that we the people could self-govern if we defend our right to get the facts. And right now, we're building the only defense a free people have, the facts on every politician every position they held, every statement they've made, every vote they've made, and any cash they've taken. It's the real history on those now pandering for your vote. There are hundreds of young people building our defense right now, and they need your help. We all have our passions, but as our ancestors knew, when events become so foul they threaten us all, we must stand and defend each other. Please, have our backs. Join us at votesmart.org. In the latest spy thriller from Pencraft first place award-winning novelist Jeffrey S. Stevens comes his best character yet, CIA operative Nick Reagan in The Handler. The Handler is the new heart-pounding, dizzying global conspiracy novel that follows the adventure of two CIA operatives from New York to Pakistan, Paris, Las Vegas, and ultimately, America's heartland as they race to prevent a series of terrorist attacks. Here's what's being said about The Handler. Think Jason Bourne for the new millennium. Ryan Steck, editor-in-chief, The Real Book Spot. Pulsing with reality, 
The handler takes you to the precipice with thrills and terror at every hairpin turn. Best-selling author Chris Beakey. And a taut terrorism thriller that mesmerizes with a dizzying global conspiracy and believable stakes. BestThrillers.com Available now on Amazon.com and wherever you get your favorite books. Get your copy and put yourself right in the middle of the CIA's toughest mission yet. My award-winning novel, Jeffrey S. Stevens. Welcome back to the Jewess Patriot. If you follow me, you know I'm telling you the importance of local elections, and there are many down-ballot elections. You have to vote red. And I also want you to realize just how new and different and diverse our Republican Party is. And joining me now are two people running in New York, but this could be any state because it's happening everywhere around the country where there are two young, totally different backgrounds with each of them, people running for the assembly. And when you vote down ballot, you are actually helping people who are governors, people who are congressmen have more power to help you. Ari Brown has been on the show before, and many of you know he made history as in New York, the first Republican religious Jew. I was lucky enough to be at his uh, swearing in, and he's going to tell you what it's like in Albany as a freshman who's coming back and who really has done such a great job in the short time he's been there that I think his, uh, I don't even know where his opponent is because it's been MIA in our district. And also joining us is Kara Castanoa from, she is actually in the area right next to Ari, very different neighborhoods. You might recognize her for some of the work she's done on TV and in radio. And she's going to discuss her background, her district, and why she decided to jump into a race. So first, Ari, welcome back to the show. And tell us what is going on in state capitals, whether it's Albany by us or California or Michigan or any blue state. Thanks, Cindy. I, I love you already. I've always have. But you said two young people. I'm like the oldest guy in the assembly, but thank you. Just the same. And I've been in office for nearly 25 years in the village of Cedars. I'm still the deputy mayor there as well. So I'm used to some degree of politics, but not much. I wasn't surprised, though, when I went to Albany to find the Republican side filled in the chambers and a near empty side on the Democrat side. Now you could say what had to do with COVID, but if you zoomed in on their link or whatever you call it to see if they were sitting in their chair, they were empty. Basically, majority leader presses the button for them and they vote lock step, whatever the party tells them. So many of the times when a law, a bill was being was being uh, proposed and then passed, we'd get up and say, that's totally illegal. They'd say, eh, fight us in court. And that's the way they do things. The most radical agendas you can possibly imagine. I give this example often. In May, or it was June, when we had the height of anti-Semitism for the year, because, you know, it's always in, it, there's always a spate of anti-Semitism. One of my colleagues proposed end Jew hatred day as a resolution. Okay, who would not, they didn't even want to bring, allow that to come to the floor. But the same day or the day after, menstrual hygiene day was lauded as this great 
resolution and endless discussion. Could you imagine? It's total mayhem and total chaos over there. If there's something to destroy our state and destroy our country, I can assure you it'll come before the state assembly. This is why I decided after a couple of decades in office, let me do my part. Let me join the team. And we are a team. We have a great chairman and chairman Joe Cairo who brings us all together. We have a great leader in Will Barkley. They work as a team. We work as a family to get uh, our, our new elected official, officials, the younger people like Kara and Lee Zeldin and Anthony D'Esposito, people who are going to bring a lot of energy and move things forward in a very different way. And what you said about the diversity, I think, is wonderful uh, because we are, whether it's Chinese, Jewish, Catholic, Black, White, it's everybody. We're one people. We're all Americans. We don't see the color. And that's how Republicans are. We don't try to divide one another. We're a family. We're looking to save the state and the country for our kids and grandkids. So believe it or not, the blue state New York is actually going to be a lot more redder. And part of the reason is we have so many great candidates running on the local level, getting attention. And Kara, to the amazement of many, has raised a lot of money on her own, has gone at door to door in the district, and has actually gone to the attention of Democrats and independents that people have never seen before in her district. So we are so happy to have you on the show. And Kara, please share with the audience a little bit about your background, because it is also extremely unique. And it's not something that often is identified as a Republican person. Right. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. So I'm Kara Kashanova, and when you say unique, I assume you're probably talking about the fact that I'm a former champion boxer. I was a two-time Golden Gloves champion, rated number two in the nation by USA Boxing. I was also a trainer on, on TV on NBC's The Biggest Loser, where we had one of the highest rated shows that year. And I've done a lot of stuff on TV. Currently, I'm on Newsmax on a show called uh, Wise Guys with John Tobacco. And I also write for the Gateway Pundit, which is a great publication. And I do a lot of stuff with TV. So um, I, I have a lot of experience uh, with politics because I started a few years ago when the lockdowns hit in New York. And I was really against that. And I was, uh, you know, uh, doing tremendous rallies in Albany, trying to get Cuomo out. Uh, you know, obviously we got him out, but look, we, we have now and Kathy Hochul, you know, she's worse, I think in many ways. So, um, but that was how I started getting into politics. And then I decided to run for office and I met wonderful people like Ari and, and Joe Cairo, the chairman of the party. And like you said, it's such a, di a diverse team, especially the assembly candidates this year. I'm Chinese and Italian and Catholic, you know, Ari's Orthodox Jewish. We have so many different races, religions, nationalities, um, openly gay uh, candidates as well. So I think that the Republican party is really changing in many ways. And um, I, I thought the Republican party has been changing in many ways for a long time now. I think it's becoming the party of really the working class people, the hardworking tax paying people. And uh, the Democrat party used to have that reputation, but I think they're more of the elite party right now. Um, I'm running here in a district that's predominantly Democrat, but I'm going door to door every single day. I literally, just as I came into this uh, Zoom, I came right from down the street knocking on doors, I knocked on a door of uh, a Muslim family. And I looked at my, uh, you know, we, we could tell the registration and said they were hard Democrats, not soft Democrats, the, the algorithm said they were hard Democrats. 
And they not, I knocked on the door. I said, I see you registered as Democrats. I was hoping that you would possibly consider voting for a Republican. And they said, oh, no, we're not voting for any Democrats this year. Our whole family has decided we're going with Republicans because we're so fed up with their agenda. We don't like the way that they're trying to push sex into kindergarten. Like, when it comes to the uh, education system, they're trying to teach the kids about multiple genders when they don't even know how to add two and two or ABC. And they're trying to tell them that there's multiple genders and also other very alarming bills that they've caught wind of, which I've actually educated a lot of people on, like Bill A-9963, which is saying that kids could get medical operations without their parental consent. And that includes vaccines, that includes uh, puberty blockers, that includes dangerous medications like opiates and um, you know, antidepressants that parents should consent to before their kid uh, starts taking these drugs. So they're really concerned about the way that they feel the state is trying to intrude on the minds of their children. They feel they should be teaching their children about sex and not the state. And I know, I know that the Orthodox Jewish community is completely on board with that, as many people are. I don't think there's anybody, any Democrat even, that thinks that uh, any of these bills are appropriate at all. And um, I've spoken to a lot of people about them and it makes them say, wait a second, you know, and then they open their ears and they're more willing to vote Republican, not to mention obviously the cr tremendous crime in the area and um, the way that, you know, this Democrat area has completely become a, you know, uh, when, it when you look outside my door at the street, you know, I, I take pictures of it. Everything is like the infrastructure needs a completely uh, renovation. So this is a Democrat that's been in office for 10 years now I'm running against. She's incumbent. And I keep telling people, I'll do in two years what she did in 10 years. And I really mean that. She's done nothing, absolutely nothing. Merci. She checks the paycheck. Um, she literally hits a button to vote. She just votes whatever her, her, you know, her master tells her to vote up there in Albany and uh, does little, little work. Uh, she hasn't campaigned at all. All of a sudden, I see her out there in the streets campaigning, um, I think, this past couple of days. All of a sudden, she's everywhere. And I think it's because she's worried because she conducted a poll. She actually conducted a poll because friends of mine got the poll and she was doing a poll on mine and her race. And I don't think she liked the results because all of a sudden she's out on Instagram race baiting and uh, saying that people are, are um, vandalizing her signs and uh, it's racist and whatever she could do to rile up people's anger so that they go out and vote Democrat. And that really makes me mad because I'm a former Democrat and I don't like those tricks. I think it's really kind of a low blow when you, uh, when you race bait. I think that we need to focus on the issues and not keep resorting back to race baiting. So I think the best example of that is I'm going to another state that's the country's watching and uh, President Obama went to Michigan. And when he was there, basically the powerhouse of the Democratic Party was her chance of, you know, FJB. Uh, and he didn't like that. And that was the consent at his rally to, to gather the troops. Common sense is dominating the down ballot from the top of the ticket all the way down to the local villages and mayors because people want common sense. They are willing to take a chance now more than ever before. And even in the early voting where Republicans said they weren't going out from everything that I've been doing and all the interviews that I've been conducting and uh, surveys, we see around the country, Republicans woke up and said they're going out early voting. And of course, many are going out Tuesday the 8th to just check what is going on. They fear that there will be cheating and it's not coming from the Republican side. Any thoughts on that, Ari? Well, uh, my biggest concern is... Uh... The cheating that's going on. I have someone close to me that 
uh, inform me that the Board of Elections has have people that are over 150 years old on the rolls. My father, who passed away five years ago, is still getting an absentee ballot in the mail. Um, it's a problem. It's a big problem. I, uh, the, the illegal, not illegal, you know, you, you, need, you need a license and proof of identification to do almost anything. But to show your identification to vote, the, one of the most important aspects of our lives as Americans, nothing. So otherwise, you know, we hear that uh, Lee is a point or two ahead. You know, that means he's probably like 20 points ahead. But let's not take anything for granted. The media is against us. And every day, make the calls, 5, 10, 20, 50 of your friends. Did you go to vote? Push, 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 push. That's all we can do at this point. So, Kara, uh, your first time running, and you're running in a time when it's not a friendly environment. What is the one lesson or one experience that you can share with our audience that you are going to remember from this? One of the ones, I mean, there's so, I'm learning so much really. And I really mean that this is such a learning experience. Um, I don't stop all day long. Some, you know, time management is something I'm learning about. But one of the things I'm really learning is just how diverse my community is. You know, obviously I know, always knew I had lived in a diverse community, but actually immersing myself in the different cultures of my community, getting to know the Pakistani people, getting to know the Muslim people, getting to know the Orthodox Jewish people, uh, you know, integrating with the Hispanic community, uh, all the, the African-American community. And I'm just realizing how uh, beautiful all these different cultures are, but how we all really just want the same thing. And I really mean that. And the one thing people all want is for their kids to be safe and their kids not to be messed with. That's the thing I think that motivates most voters when it comes to their kids. So I think that everybody is just really uh, you know, in this for their family, and they really want to vote for the people this year that are going to protect New York State for the betterment of their kids and for their future. So that's why I really do think that people are going to swing red this year. There isn't a single independent or blank that has said they are going to vote blue. Everybody is saying that because we have before we knock on the door, we have their information and what they're registered as. So I already know if somebody's an independent, there isn't a single person that's independent that has said that they're going to vote blue. The majority of the Democrats I talk to say they're they're thinking about or if not they're going to vote red I'd, I'd say about met maybe maybe a dozen to two dozen people this entire time i've been campaigning for the past month or two uh knocking on doors that are like no i'm voting down the line democrat and i'm just like okay you know suit yourself and i just move on because there's no talking to some people uh but really it's been far and few in between and i live as ari knows in a heavily democratic district so this year we're going to flip it. And I think that my opponent is in shock right now. I think her poll came out really bad. Um, she wins every year by a landslide. I think this year it's going to be very close. I think I'm going to pull it off. And I think that this area just needs, and, and all of New York State, we need something new. We need change. You know, things are not going good. Like, I don't think that anybody disagrees with that. There needs to be a lot of change in New York. Well, I'm going to say this. I think that uh, on the 8th, we are going to have a lot of challenges from the Democratic side. I think around the country, whether it's a, the reddest state or the bluest state, there is going to be a lot of change. People are disgusted and angry, and they are coming at. Normally, a lot of people would stay home. I think this year it's changing. I think people are afraid. They are afraid that they're going to wake up and they're going to see there's nuclear war somewhere. They are afraid that they are going to wake up and it's Thanksgiving and there's no, forget about the price going up 73%, even getting that turkey. 
they are scared and they are certainly afraid to take public transportation. And you see now, and since we're talking New York, parts of the five boroughs that everybody said was not touchable, we are going to be taking seats all over the five boroughs. We're not going to win them all, but we're going to be making history in many places that we thought we couldn't. And again, I emphasize to everybody, while I have two New York state elected officials, they will be elected officials because they're going to win. I am telling everybody, down ballot counts. You heard from both of them, the reactions they are getting. Your governors, your congressmen, and your senators cannot work if they do not have people elected that are going to work with them. I think Avi described best the atmosphere right now. People are not working together. Very quickly, Avi, share with the audience where they can reach out to you. Uh, brownforassembly.com. Um, listen, it's all kitchen table issues, crime, safety, economics. It's, it's what it's about. Kara's right. You knock on every single door. 99% of the time, it's the crime issue, whether it's national or local. And of course, then people talk about the economic issues. So Kara, you're a great candidate. I know you're going to do it. Very proud of you. Yeah, no, Ari, you paved the path. You know, what you made history last year, you know, you, the Democrat district, they, they elected Ari, they're going to elect him again. And I think the same is going to happen for me. So, and if people want to find me, you could go to Cara, C-A-R-A for assembly.com. You could contribute every dollar counts. Obviously we're trying to push our social media marketing out there. It's working. It actually works, believe it or not. A lot of people have seen my video. I just knocked on someone's door and she's like, I just saw this picture pop up on my Facebook. I'm like, wow. Fake book, I call it, but whatever. Facebook ads really work. So um, every dollar counts and we're just fighting, fighting, fighting until election day. Like Ari said, ask 10 people that you know to vote, like-minded people. Don't, you know, ask your Democrat friends to vote, ask your Republican friends or your Democrat friends that are voting red because literally a race like mine and Ari's can be won by 100 votes. Literally, it can come down to 100 Correct. votes. So it's not like a national election where your vote possibly, you know, might get lost in the shuffle. Your vote will count this year and it will count in saving New York. I also want to emphasize people that are running for office and when they win, they are at a level that people could actually meet them. You can't always meet your congressman. You can't meet the president, but you can definitely meet state senators. You could definitely meet assembly people elected and they want to work with you. They want to hear from you once they're elected and you are their constituent. They don't care what party you're from. They need to work with you to know your concerns. Good luck. You're both going to win. I'll be with you on election night. And thank you for joining the Jewish Patriot. I should say both have been endorsed by Jewish Vote GOP. And if anybody has any questions about getting to polls, they could reach out to Jewish Vote GOP. We will make sure carpools are available and that people know where polling sites are. Thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to thank having you, both of you back as assembly uh, representatives. Thank you so much. Cindy. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for the opportunity. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, your host on Black and White. You've been listening to the current Black and White program, on which I had a discussion with Ira Brzezinski, who is our gold guru and who will be helping you make a decision as whether or not gold investing is appropriate for you. To find out if gold is right for your portfolio, go to blacksandwhites.us and on the homepage, look for the gold bullion bar. Click on it and it will take you directly to Ira. 
and you can start a discussion with him about the suitability and appropriateness of buying gold for your cash account or for your retirement account. Take this opportunity to talk to someone extremely experienced and knowledgeable about gold and its pluses and minuses and how it can fit into your portfolio. Contact is free. This is Dan Perkins. Welcome back. Joining us now is Morton Klein, National President of the Zionist Organization of America with a very, very big announcement. You know that I I consider ZOA my home. I was honored to be one of the delegates for ZOA on their slate at the World Zionist Conference Congress two years ago. And uh, Mort is here with a huge announcement and you don't have to be Jewish to appreciate his words. Here you go. Thank you, Cindy. It's great to be with you and your important program. Uh, <laughs> the greatest friend to Israel and the Jewish people in the White House ever is Donald J. Trump. Uh, he's done more for Israel than any president. He's moved the embassy to Jerusalem. <laughs> he recognized the Golan Heights as part of Israel. He cut all aid to the terrorist dictatorship, the Palestinian Authority, and to UNRWA, a, a so-called refugee camp that teaches uh, 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 people to hate Jews and hate Israel and even commit violence against them. <laughs> He's the only president to ever go to the Western Wall and pray, the only one who ever did that. <laughs> and, and, more, and he's also helped strengthen our ability to sue colleges uh, who are discriminating and, and allowing harassment of Jews. <laughs> so uh, despite the fact of his extraordinary uh, uh, efforts and achievements for the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Not a single Jewish organization has ever given him an honor. And we are proud to announce that on November 13th, Sunday, November 13th, <clears throat> at Pier 60 in Manhattan in New York City, we're going to be giving, the Zionist Organization of America is going to be giving, uh, giving our rarely given highest honor we ever give, the Theodore Herzl Gold Medallion. The only people we've ever given this to is Lord Balfour, Winston Churchill, Golda Meir, Harry Truman, Ben Gurion. That's it. And we think that he is, is one of those people who have been that extraordinarily beneficial and helpful to the Jewish people. And we're going to honor him in person live uh, uh, Sunday night, November 13th. And in addition, it's not only him. We're also giving the Dr. Miriam Sheldon Adelson Award to uh, the uh, House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, who if the Republicans win the House will become the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy will be there. We're honoring Jason Greenblatt, one of the architects of the Abraham Accords, which brought peace between Israel and so many Arab countries. Uh, and one of the great Israeli generals we're honoring, General uh, Amir Avivi. And uh, presenters in person, presenters to the awards include Dr. Miri Adelson and Alan Dershowitz uh, and Chiron Skinner. Chiron Skinner, who was the first black woman to be head of the Department of Public Policy at the State Department. She will also uh, be introducing me. So this is an incredible event. Uh, it's even my brother, my own brother, who's a liberal Democrat, I might add, said he wants to come because this is a historic event right, where the President of the United States for the only time will be given an award by a Jewish organization. The Torah, the Bible commands us to show appreciation when the good things happen and to express gratitude. We think it is our moral duty, our moral duty 
to show appreciation to President Trump for all he did for the Jewish state. And we're saying to Mr. President Donald Trump, thank you, Mr. President, for all you've done. That's what we're doing. And I'm sorry that we're the only Jewish group to ever do this. And uh, they'll be there in person. As I tell people, ZOA is all about uh, Israel and Jewish people. Uh, we don't deal with any other issue that uh, Donald Trump is involved in. We only are talking about what he did for Israel. So those who are interested in coming, go to zoa.org, zoa.org. Uh, and uh, that, uh, it's right in, in front of our website uh, of how to get tickets. And I look forward to greeting all of you there. Uh, so uh, uh, thank you so much. And uh, uh, we've had a lot of excitement about this. We've had many more people thrilled about this uh, than those who have criticized us for this. And my audience who is, isn't Jewish because you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy is thrilled to hear that a Jewish organization is honoring Donald Trump. <laughs> and if you're not in New York that night, even though many people are flying in for this historic event, you can donate, you can get involved in ZOA. We have chapters all across the country. I know that uh, in Florida, in Texas, in California, I know other places around the country, I am getting calls because people know I work with ZOA. More Klein, we're going to have some special exclusives from the dinner uh, because you and David Schoen are friends of the show and I've been involved with DOA many, many years. We will have you on for an entire roundup of the show and exclusives for our audience. Thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Well, thank you also by David Schoen is going to be the MC at the dinner. And he is one of Trump's lawyers who defended him during the phony impeachment trials. And he will be there as as the MC. So it's it's a star studded event, a superstar event. Uh, that'll be so, something uh, for the history books. Really something extraordinary. I look forward to greeting all of you there. ZOA.org. Come to this historic event and show appreciation to the greatest president for Israel and the Jewish people we've ever had in the White House, President Donald J. Trump. Amen. I'll see you there. See you there. In the latest spy thriller from Pencraft first place award-winning novelist Jeffrey S. Stevens comes his best character yet, CIA operative Nick Reagan in The Handler. The Handler is the new heart-pounding, dizzying global conspiracy novel that follows the adventure of two CIA operatives from New York to Pakistan, Paris, Las Vegas, and ultimately, America's heartland as they race to prevent a series of terrorist attacks. Here's what's being said about The Handler. Think Jason Bourne for The New Millennium. Ryan Steck, Editor-in-Chief, The Real Book Spot. Pulsing with reality, The Handler takes you to the precipice with thrills and terror at every hairpin turn. Best-selling author Chris Beakey. A taut terrorism thriller that mesmerizes with a dizzying global conspiracy and believable stakes. BestThrillers.com Available now on Amazon.com and wherever you get your favorite books. Get your copy and put yourself right in the middle of the CIA's toughest mission yet. My award-winning novel, Jeffrey S. Stevens. Welcome back. Joining us now is a friend to the show. She's been here before. And 
she had huge news since she was here. She, of course, was endorsed by President Trump. Her state is in play. Ted Budd is ahead in the polls. And as people are looking to the South for Republican leadership, Sandy Smith is expected and projected to win. And the next time she'll be here, she'll be Congresswoman and uh, a friend of the show. Thank you so much for being with the Jewess Patriot. Hi, Cindy. Thank you again for having me on. It's always a pleasure. You're always so fun to be with. You're just always so vibrant and excited and and a time when people are so angry and frustrated with everything going on, it's such like a breath of fresh air to have an elected official, because you will be a congresswoman, uh, who really is hopeful and it comes across just on the smile. And you've really shared so much of your personal life, your your family, your family values with the, our audience and with everybody. And I think it's just been embraced by the country. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I have to tell you, I am humbly honored to have President Trump's endorsement. Uh, a matter of fact, he came out to North Carolina here in Wilmington, North Carolina about, I think it was the it was the 24th of September, I think is when it was. And I had never spoken or met President Trump before that. And I got to meet him before he went on stage. And I kind of go around the corner and he's like, Sandy Smith. And I'm like, President Trump. And he's like, I'm hearing so many great things about you. And I'm hearing that you're working so hard and the race is you're going to win this. He's like, I would like to endorse your campaign. Would you mind? And I'm like, uh, absolutely. I would love for you to, to, to endorse me. And um, he, that night when he went on stage, he actually endorsed me from the stage. And that was a huge honor, but I'll, t I'll let, you know, because your, your listeners are, are, are fa like family and friends. And I like to share the experiences because it's like all of us getting to experience it. Mm -hmm. The next week uh, he called me or excuse me. Well, he, I got a message that he wanted to uh, endorse my campaign formally with a written endorsement. And he just, he, he called me and I had no voice. So I answered the phone and I was like, uh, I was like, hello. And uh, Mr. And, and President Trump goes, Sandy Smith, it's your favorite president of all time. And I'm like, hi, sir. I, I'm so sorry. My voice is gone. I lost it at the rally. And, he, and we had this fantastic conversation. And he said, look, my endorsement is for nothing short of total victory. So we're like, yes, you're up, absolutely, sir. Yes, we're going to win this. And he said, I'm not writing you just an, a, a standard uh, endorsement. I want to write you a full page, four paragraph endorsement. And he said, I want to go over what I'm putting in this for you. And we did that. So it was really, really exciting. And I got to tell you, uh, President Trump is one of the most genuine, real people that truly cares and loves about our, loves our country. And it's, it's really sad when you have the, the, the fake news media out there putting you know, just garbage lies because this man really loves our country. He loves all of us and he wants the best for our country. So I have to tell you, just actually shared something major here. Everybody thinks that everybody is paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for these endorsements and you just debunked the, the uh, opinion or the, the rumor uh -huh. that you got it without one bit of uh, a phone call, not one dollar spent. 
And I'm sure you'll be at Marlago before uh, after the election, if not before. And I'm sure you will be right out there, front and center, as one of the new vi uh, vibrant and important voices for our country. Absolutely, and I cannot wait. And it's gonna it's gonna be a huge honor. And yeah, no, uh, I work hard every single day. Matter of fact. Uh, I was coming to our little, uh, our, our podcast this morning, a few minutes late, because I was actually at the polls, working, talking to voters, getting ready to cast their votes. And, uh, you know, because today uh, we have early voting that started here in North Carolina. And uh, I'm telling you, the energy is off the hook, excited, because people are, are worried about what, where our country's going. We have families that are struggling to put food on the table. Here in Eastern North Carolina, we have a ton of farming and, and family farmers here, and they're struggling to pay for the fuel to put it in their equipment to run uh, and, and, and harvest the fields. And also, you know, fertilizer come the springtime when we go to uh, uh, plant again. I mean, they're, they're, they are very concerned and um, they, they need change. We want change. That's what they tell me. We want change and we are prayerful for you is what they tell me. So that's really great. And they say in North Carolina, you're going to actually flip some seats. Oh, I think we're going to have a huge red wave. A matter of fact, there is a, a political pundit that just came out this morning that stated that the Democrats are preparing for a total wipeout, which we're like, absolutely. So we are very uh, optimistic and, and uh, feel we're going to take the Senate and we're going to win Ted Bud's seat here in North Carolina. I'm going to make history and be the first Republican since Reconstruction to win this seat. Uh, we are on path to that. Uh, the Democrats have nothing to run on. All they, if you look across the country, you know what they're doing? They're attacking everybody with personal fake smear ads because they can't run on the policies. No. I mean, it, I mean, when they're running and hiding from from Joe Biden, I mean that that should tell you something. And. I will tell you, since the last time you were here, the show got a lot of response to the discussion about your daughter in the military, because we don't hear much about that. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm very, very proud Marine mom. My daughter's from the United States Marines. And actually, my son actually goes to one of the oldest military universities in the country, and he's getting ready to graduate. So we shall see what he decides to do. But I do come from a very, very strong military family. Uh, my father-in-law was one of the original 13 in Delta Force, and my husband and his family have all served in the Army. We've done a Marine Corps, and my dad was Air Force, so uh, we've, we've, and my, my cousins are, are Navy, so we've got all the branches covered, and uh, military is something we need to definitely take care of. Uh, I, I don't know if your viewers know it, but we have a lot of active military members that are depending on food stamps to feed their children. Can you believe that? It's very hard. I also know that it's now one of the uh, fewest amount of veterans involved in Congress. And we see what it has done to our military, how weak we become, how the world views our military as weak. We've never had that before. Absolutely. And matter of fact, they did a report card that was released yesterday and every branch of the, the, of the military, with the exception of the Marine Corps, was rated, I, I believe, it weak. Marine Corps was, it was rated strong, but that we cannot allow that. The Army has missed its recruitment goals by 50%. 
And a lot of that has to do with them forcing the experimental jab onto folks and also just, you know, uh, uh, discharging these folks that decided not to take the, the, the jab. So we have, we're, we're not equipped. We've lost skilled folks that we have trained and, and, and paid for with the tax dollars. I mean, there's just, there's so much we can do. Our military is better than that. And that, it's a, it's a, a direct reflection of a Joe Biden really in his administration. So since you are in farmland and you're one of the few congressional candidates that we have on from the farmlands, we're very concerned about the cost of grains and foods and tell us what's going on. I mean, here we are, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up and so many of us depend on grains for our breads and side dishes and, and also to feed the livestock. Um, people are very, very upset. Oh, they're very upset and they're worried. And I'm actually a farmer myself. My husband and I, we have 137 acres of row crops that we, we have. And then we have a small little 10 acre that we have livestock on. And we're constantly monitoring the prices of grains to feed our animals, as well as, you know, we're talking with other farmers about, you know, the cost to, to, uh, to, to produce. And the thing is, if, if it doesn't, if, if the costs get too high, our farmers are not going to produce. And then you and I are going to not be able to find what we need so we can cook for Thanksgiving or, you know, other holidays throughout the year or just eat in general. I mean, it's, it's very, very scary. And I think that's exactly why we need somebody not only who's a Marine mom and supports our military, but also uh, supports our farmers and understands the struggle is real and, and, and it's going to impact our country. And, you know, talking about farmers as well, I think we need to, we need to focus on uh, making sure that we don't have foreign countries like China buying up our farmland. And that's something that's huge going across the country. And some of it's very strategically purchased land is by some of our military bases. But I think they understand if they control the food, they control the people. And that's why the people have to get out and vote November 8th. I tell people uh, sitting home is not an option. If you don't love the Republican, uh, hold your nose and go out because you see what the Democrats have done. And I also tell people that talk about issues, talk with your friends, ask them if they like their bank accounts diminishing every day, ask them if they feel safe in their subways, in their buses, on your roads. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on on the country roads that's not safe. Oh, absolutely. Well, they've, they've not repaired our roads appropriately. And, but, but yeah, we've got high crime when, when, the, when the, the sheriffs and the law enforcement are incur encouraged not to pull over vehicles, uh, not to profile vehicles that look like they're, they're, they're hurting you know, these drugs and stuff from our southern border, which they are doing and, and, and is killing our communities all over the country. It's actually and it should be declared as a national emergency, this fentanyl crisis, uh, because it is, is horrific. I mean, I, we were talking, I was talking to some law enforcement officers that they have one of the biggest busts of these fentanyl and they had enough fentanyl to kill the entire county five times. I mean, it was huge. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. We, I mean, you talk about subways. I mean, I know when you go up to New York and stuff, it's fun to go and, and tour the city. It's just not safe. No one goes to the city anymore. Yes, I, I haven't been back and I love the city. I love it. It's fun. Uh, but 
I, I can't. It's not safe. I, I had to adjust my whole life and so have all my friends. And now even the suburbs are all afraid to walk around and because you don't know. There are some very strange looking people on the streets. There's been a load of carjackings. Oh, yeah. It's been a load, you know, those Amazon boxes that sit in front. They've been stolen 11 o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the wow. afternoon in broad daylight. Wow. That's well, funny. that's why we need somebody like you in Congress. Who is the one person you're looking forward to working with? Gosh, there's there's a lot of good folks up there to work with. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, to working with folks on the Freedom Caucus. I think they they offer a, a lot of good things. Um, I'm also looking forward to working with folks on the Senate side as well, because we need to have strong relationships there. I mean, I love Marsha Blackburn. I'm excited for Ted Budd when he's elected. Uh, you know, we've just got a lot, a lot of um, good people up there that, you know, want to get good things done. And we, they just need, we need more of us, more America first uh, folks. And also people, we need not two people or five people as a majority. We need 35 people as a majority. And that's why every seat counts. So Sandy Smith, the next time you'll be on, you'll be Congresswoman elect. Yes, I will. And I cannot wait to celebrate with you and your, your uh, people because uh, it's, it's, it's going to be fantastic. You know, you, you have a great fan base and, and I love all of your viewers and everything. And uh, it's an absolute honor to come in and talk with you and and share the excitement. I'm sure I'll get some more phone calls. I'll get to share those stories with you. Well, we, we can't wait. I look forward to meeting you in person. Yes. Sandy Smith, thank you for joining the Jewess Patriot. Thank you so much. And hey, don't forget, check out my website, sandysmithnc.com. Take care, guys. Thank you. American Airlines rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Welcome back. What a show. So in my closing pearls of wisdom, because I am Cecil Pearl, sweet pearl in Yiddish, I want to talk about something that is being discussed among people going to vote. I recently had an article published in the Manhattan Press, a new website, a new media outlet tied to DC media and human events that discusses when you go to vote, vote for the right judges. Many people are complaining because they go to vote, and of course they know the major uh, candidates in the major spots for governor, senator, congressman, down the line even state senator, assembly, legislator, and then they get to judges. And there's usually about five to seven names of judges, and really people don't know anything about them, but they do notice something. Both the Democrats and Republicans agree and they're on the same uh, party lines together so that there really is no choice. So here you are going in uneducated about the background of these people. And you see that they are endorsed by both the Democratic and Republican Party, probably also the conservative party as well. And you're asking yourself, why do I need to vote for judges? So just like with school boards, 
Your homework assignment from this award-winning educator is start to educate yourselves about judges because you will find out that many of the people picked to run as judges already have deals made to win those seats. You know what's interesting? Depending on where they are sitting, they could be deciding a divorce case, a bankruptcy case, a murder case, whatever it is. You don't know their personal feelings on these issues and you don't know their impact. If we learned anything about the picking of the Supreme Court judges through the Trump years and now through the Biden years and the threats of packing the court, we have learned that our judicial system is really nothing more than a ploy from both parties to gain power and access. The one branch that's supposed to be nonpartisan has now become the most partisan. I can't emphasize enough to find out about who you're voting for and judge for yourself. Get out the word. It might be too late in 2022, but make it the issue for 2023 the same way you are fighting school boards. Because I have a feeling this election cycle is going to change a lot of people's minds about how they register and about being more independent for common sense. Whatever you do, get out and vote. I don't care what party. I do care actually what party, but I want you to vote because staying home is not an option because I am finding common sense Democrats and independents calling me and asking me to help them get out the vote for Republicans and make our streets safe, our pocketbooks filled with money and our retirement system working for us and that we can actually retire and have something in the bank to use. And of course, we wake up without the threat of nuclear war daily. The next few shows after the election are going to be everything but politics because I am your Jewish patriot and you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy, but we love to share everything Jewish with you and we love to learn from our non-Jewish friends what's trending in your worlds. See you next time. Thanks for watching The Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program, as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on The Jewish Patriot Show.